Hey, what's going on, guys? Oh, welcome to the Black Financial Channel. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I wanted to come in and say hello and good morning and everything else. Um, I hope you guys are having a good day. Uh, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, share button, subscribe button as you come in. And uh, today I wanted to actually talk about uh, millionaires and uh, seven. I found a list of seven sources of income that every millionaire, every potential millionaire should have. Uh, so I, I thought I'd go down this list and actually supplement it a little bit and kind of talk about it a little bit. And uh, also I have a special guest that's going to hang out with me today. Dr. Alicia, how are you doing today, babe? Hello. I'm real excited to hear about this list. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to break this down for you, babe. And, uh, mm -hmm. and that way we can talk about it. So get comfortable, hit the thumbs up button. We're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Hey, welcome to the Black Financial Channel. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I'm here this morning with Dr. Alicia, the lovely, lovely Dr. Alicia. Uh, be, hashtag B1 in the chat if you uh, put black first, if you put the black community first. And uh, also, you might wonder, like, well, why does he have a picture of Farrakhan on his uh, on his video? Uh, well, it's because I love Farrakhan. If you, actually, if you go to my Instagram my Instagram profile picture is, an, or maybe it's my Facebook profile, one of the two. Is it Facebook? It is. Yeah, there's a picture of me and Farrakhan in an event that he and I did for the black community back in 2013. Uh, in 2013 in Chicago. Do you remember that event with me and the, me and the minister? I uh, do remember. You invited me out there. I couldn't make it. Oh, that's Sorry. right. Yeah, yeah. The minister and I did an event yeah. on the south side of Chicago at a church down there. I don't remember the name of the church. And uh, a lot of people came out, and it was a great experience. And uh, and I, I just I, I have a lot of respect for, for the minister. And I, I'm just showing support publicly because, uh, you know, the, after that D.C. event, the D.C. Capitol situation, they're now banning people who support Farrakhan. Did you know mm. that? Yeah. Wait, I don't understand. Like, how did they come to that? Because the okay. guy who committed the attack, they claim he was a supporter of, of the minister. So I guess now that if somebody who supports you does something, you know, bad, then they're going to blame you. But it's real fascinating because they don't they don't do that with Biden. I'm sure there's been a Biden supporter who maybe <laughs> committed a rape or, you know, or some terrible crime. But they don't say, well, Joe Biden did it. It's because of his belief in, in Joe Biden. Because remember, actually, Joe Biden was accused of sexual assault. The irony is that all that the minister, Louis Farrakhan, speaks about is peace and love. and mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. That you know, has nothing to do with hatred in his words. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Give me a yes or no. Let's let's do a, a quick statement of solidarity. Um, everybody, uh, if you support Louis Farrakhan and you think that he's good for the world, uh, say yes in the chat. Say yes. This is going. This is National Farrakhan Day. I'm declaring it right now. We we having it up in this chat. Give me a yes in the chat if you are a supporter of Farrakhan, because uh, I know your mama. Your mama met Farrakhan. Well, you know, my parents. You know, they were dating and got married and everything in Chicago. <laughs> So they were definitely part of that movement. So they were big supporters of him. Big supporters. Your late father, who was a professor, of, uh, a very well-respected professor of social work. <laughs> your father was a, a, an awesome black man and a great professor, just like just like your future husband, a.k.a. me. That is funny. Well, I mean, I would ask him. I said, hey, Ted, are you more of a Martin Luther King person? Or are you more of a um, Malcolm X person? And he's like, oh, Malcolm X for sure. <laughs> he, uh -huh. he never explained why, mm. you know, because that's the big debate when you start 
just coming into this information. Well, you your, know? your daddy was a great man, and uh, mm-hmm. your mama's a wonderful woman. And and you know they say they say women marry men who remind them of their father. So I think I don't think it's a coincidence. There must be something there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your dad's a professor. I'm a professor. So if your daddy had been a thug, then you would have probably thought I was unattractive. <laughs> oh, we don't know. I mean, it's not that clear cut. I mean, there's, I know. there's some yeah, you caveats. Are. Well, you, you are the expert of the subconscious mind, so I'm not going to try to challenge and question that. But yeah, so I, I so thank you guys for indulging me with that. Let, let's get to the conversation about the seven sources of wealth that or seven sources of income every millionaire should have. Uh, hit the thumbs up button, by the way. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button real quick if you haven't done it yet. Uh, take one second to do that. Very important to support black media. All right. So um, here's um, something I found this list and, and it's got a list of seven sources of income that every millionaire or that the millionaires have. And now, mind you, because, you know, you guys know I'm a finance professor. So I'm going to kind of pick nitpick this list a little bit because um, I don't come. I, I think that there's some nuance here, but I'm going to give you this list and I want you to be ready. And I want you, if you have a pen, write, the, write these things down. Or if you don't have a pen, just record it, you know, or keep the, or don't even record it. Keep, just keep this recording and send it to somebody and keep it for yourself. All right. You ready? Give me a yes in the chat. If you're ready, if you're ready for me to give you the seven sources, let me know. All right. So the seven sources are, I'm going to check it off and see if we have those. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cause we were looking for property in Atlanta this weekend. So, all right. So number one, earned income. All right. Give me a yes in the chat. If you earn, if you have earned income, anyway. I have, I have like, earned income from like a job. Yes, I do have a job. Yes, you do. I I do not have a job. You are dating an unemployed black man. That's no. The thing is, is that it's what we have together. Oh, okay. So, so you have we have to cover all the bases, boys. Okay, so if you have earned income, then I have earned income. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, it's us together. We family. We, me, and you have. I have an earned income, so I can check that box. You can't carry the whole load, boys. Oh, okay. So if you okay, so what's yours is I'm mine. I'm bringing stuff to the table too. And, okay, so what's yours is mine. Is that right? Uh, yeah, and what's yours is mine. Okay, okay, good. All right, all go. right. Okay, so earned income. A lot of us have earned income that comes from jobs and things like that. Well, just... no, let me talk more about earned income. I like earned income. You mm-hmm. know, it is. Um, it's pretty much reliable. I have great benefits. I have wonderful dental, wonderful health insurance. I have excellent um, 401k. I have all of those investments. Like earned income is really nice because you can count on it. It's steady. It's there. And I got great benefits, wonderful benefits. I've been earning income at my institution for almost 13 years, you know, so there's something to that. Well, you know, there is a sense of peace people get from Mm -hmm. that consistent income from a job. I think the hard part, though, is their jobs are not secure. Well, that's companies like COVID companies cut all their jobs for a lot of people. Well, that's true. But that's why you have seven. So you you have that and then you have something else. Yes. What's the other one? The next one is profit income, which might come from a business. What's profit income? Like profits from your business. Like if you have a business and you make a profit, you get the profit income. Your profit becomes your income. Oh, check. I got that. So you got a business. I got yep, profit. Yep. What about you? I, I do have profit income. You do? 
Yes, I do. Oh. So you are, um, and, and yeah. You, so we're doubling down on number two. Well, you know, yeah, we, um, I talked, I talked you into considering being an entrepreneur. Now, now that I got you on the, on the, uh, on the pipe, <laughs> like, sure. Sure, you like, you like, I'm wait a minute, kid. I can make that much money. That ass, it's, it's a, it's an eye opener when you start a business mm-hmm. and it works. You find that most money, like the money you make from a system or a business, is much much greater than the amount of money you can make from a job. Uh, are there any business owners in the room? Uh, maybe you can testify to that. Like, have you seen like scenarios where you're like, wait a minute, woo! If I could make more, I could make more money over here than I could working that job. How how many of you have ever gone through that experience? If you haven't, one day you will because you're hanging out with me. Um, and and I'll keep talking to you about this stuff almost every single day. Well, uh, we we don't want to be like. The Ferengi from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Oh, I mean like money, like talking gold, about gold the profit, <laughs> shallow gold diggers. No, the Ferengi. You know, yeah, always yeah, talk about shallow. Well, the shallow Is that gold, what they yeah, are? shallow gold diggers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, that's Alicia's coaching business. By the way, if you ever want to take a look at what she does, I, I don't. I think you're booked up. You're totally full. Of clients, I'm, right? I'm, I'm, I'm dwindling down. So I have some openings, but um, they fill up really fast, boys. Oh, yeah. yeah you do couples therapy. You do it. You're very good at what you do. And actually, by the way, speaking of couples coaching and counseling and therapy and all that stuff, we're doing a Black Love Weekend this weekend coming up the weekend of April 10th. Um, if you want to join us. We're going to have a lot of black love experts um, who can also not just talk about romantic relationships, but talk about, you know, relationships with people you go into business with, your friendships, toxic people in your life, all these things. So, I, you know, I think relationships are really important. So we're doing that this weekend. It's totally free. Uh, feel free to join us. We've got a lot of experts coming through. Dr. Adrian, um, we got Dr. Jo- George James and Estia Brown and Constance Carter and just a lot of really great, smart black people who can um, give you good information. All right, so next next one, the next source of income. So we talked about earned income, profit income. Now we've got interest income, interest income. Uh, do you make interest from anywhere? Is there any interest income in your life? What does that mean, interest income? Like, you know, like if you, uh, if you lose somebody money, you could get interest from that. If you make a loan, if you buy a bond, do you get interest from the bond? If you put money in the savings account, you can get interest from your savings account. Um, that's a hard one. I don't have the interest in the, my savings account. It's like so small. Yeah, interest almost doesn't exist. Does that really work? I yeah. Guess. Well, well, what's happened is that you know the the monetary policy has been pretty loose, and which means that there's like kind of an oversupply of money, and basically interest is doesn't exist. You don't get interest in savings accounts hardly anymore. They'll be like, oh, we're gonna give you point zero zero one percent. Like, what is that? Yeah. Right, that's not even real. It's almost and, like loan sharks. We can be loan sharks, boys. Yeah, that's we true. We can loan money out and then get some heat on them if be they don't like, pay it back. Be like, I'm going to charge you 20% a week, <laughs> and I'm going to break your ankles if you don't pay me. Yeah, we got to have some. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, interest income. <laughs> yeah, I think interest income has been replaced by other forms of yield. Like, for example, and actually, that, that's actually on the list later, so I'll get to that in a okay. second. We'll talk about that in a minute. Actually, that's the next one. Dividend income, dividend income. So a lot of people, you know, maybe they buy stocks and stuff like that and they get dividends off their stocks. That's one type of income that a lot of millionaires have. I, I this Did morning, yeah, this morning I just got a dividend Um, right here on, see on my cash app. Walmart gave me a dividend of $1.20. <laughs> oh, that's just as lousy as the interest income. Yeah, I got a $1.20 dividend from um, uh, Walmart. 
and then I got another uh, div- uh, dividend from NVIDIA for 29 cents. I got a dividend from Domino's Pizza for 27 cents. These are our own, our own shares in these companies. I had a dividend, oh, from Kraft Foods for $4.28. What? Kraft, yeah. boy. Yeah, well, Kraft is um is a um kind of a what they call a cash cow type company. They're not really growing. Growing mm. companies don't usually pay dividends. Cash cows pay a lot of dividends because they're, they're not really trying to grow. They're just maintaining, like, you know, their, their income from what they already do. So, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so dividend income is another category, um, which is better. You know, actually, I, and I put something up. If you go to the Black Financial Channel, I have a video where I actually listed, or actually on my Instagram. I'll give you my Instagram. Um, it's the Real Boyce Watkins, or you can actually follow the Black Financial Channel on Instagram. Um, and I put a short video up last week. There's my IG. I put a short video up last week of 10 ETFs, exchange traded funds, that have the highest yield. Well, the yields were pretty good. It's like almost 10%, 8%, you know, which is far better than like in, than interest income, right? So that's what's happened. People have replaced interest income with mm-hmm. dividend income and stuff like that. And actually at the end, if you stay at the end of the video, I'm going to give you a surprise add-on that is another source of income that a lot of people don't talk about, but I actually make a lot of my income from this route and I'll, I'll explain that to you in a minute. All right. Do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. If you haven't done it yet. Uh, also follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is the real boy. Swalkins. it's right there on the screen. All right. Um, next. Uh, so we talk about earned income, profit income, interest income, dividend income, rental income. What? Okay, I can check that one off. Rental yeah, income for sure. Yeah, in my little John voice. <laughs> that rental what income. That little John, don't see him around. Oh, little John, I remember seeing. Is he I, around? He's around, but you know what he is? He's probably one of those rappers that figured out that rapping is the worst way to make money. Oh. And, and now he's getting his paper as doing doing the doing it the voice Watkins way. I know I'm talking about myself in the third person. He oh. literally is. Mm-hmm. Um, he owns property. John, a lot of these rappers are owning property and making rental income. Okay, so he's he, there. You go. Yeah. See, I re- I remember seeing something with him, where I think it was him and somebody else, where he was talking about how he owns all these houses and he paid cash for them. Whoa. Yeah. So my man's That's a big deal. Doing great. I'm very proud of that. I mean, I love I love it. I love it when you know, like I, I think E40. I saw E40. E40 had a song with Ti called uh, and and Joyner Lucas. Mm-hmm. And it was called I'll Stand on That or something like that. It's a really good song, by the way. And I, I talked to E40's sister yesterday, Sugar T. That was interesting. I, and, I, and I was like, Sugar T, oh, and, and she's a, she's actually doing, she's in business. She does what I do. Like, she reached out because she was like, I do, you know, I see what you're doing and I love it. And also, she is, she's really adamant about hip hop and the disrespect of women that has been allowed to exist within hip hop. And, you know, if you remember, you think about it, like right now, I know I'm diverging a little bit, but we are talking about rental income. But I, but I think it's interesting with the rappers, what they're doing, because I'm very proud of the, the fact that they're contributing to this movement by black people to own assets. Like, that's the hustle. That's the game. That's the that's the winning strategy, you know. And um, so anyway, when Sugar T and I talk and I'm going to bring her on the podcast, by the way, I'm, I'm going to get her in here probably in the next week or two. But we talked and a lot of, you know, I didn't I didn't I don't that's, honestly the only thing I remember for Sugar T was um, that song he, she did with her brother, E-40, Sprinkle Me. Oh, what did I she do on that song. song? Yeah. What did she do on that song? Yeah. Did she sugar, sing? sugar. 
That's my sister. Anybody oh. remember that song? Anybody old enough to remember that song? Wait a minute, is that what he meant by that? I had no idea. Yeah, that's that's literally his oh, sister. Oh, he. Oh. Yeah, it's like sprinkle me, bang, and then she comes in. It's like, oh, 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 oh. Okay. Happy. Okay, doubt me. Sugar She's tea. good. She she was a great rapper. I'm quick to dumb, always down on the job. You gotta step. That's the gang. I don't know the words. I don't remember the words either, but it was a great it's song. Like you do. It's like, dun, 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 dun. Anybody remember? Oh, please tell me you remember Sugar T and E40 and Sprinkle Me. Look up that song. One of the best songs ever. If you, you play for your kids and your kids, I played it for the kids and the kids were like, did they like it? Coco was bobbing her head. I was like, yeah, that's some that's some real music right there. And and that was also a time where women were rapping and they didn't have to like sell their vaginas for eight dollars and and always be showing ass in order to make you hear the lyric. You don't need to show ass for me to hear your lyrics. But that's mm-hmm. what Sugar T talked about. We talked about that. She said, you know, that a lot of the older men she felt had kind of like let the like like the, the older men are coming back with their careers. Like Buster Rhymes is rapping again mm-hmm. and it's amazing. He's doing it's a really good, good job. Yeah. Um Ice Ice Cube, you know, our friend Ice Cube, he's um he's he's been making great music, best music of his life. Uh who's an E forty did something that was awesome. Uh Chuck D's rap like a lot of these older guys are rapping and Willie D, uh who's gonna be at our wedding, Willie D is rapping, you know, and doing a great job. But it's like the women, you don't see the women like where's yo yo? Where's you know where is the sugar tea? Where's MC Light? Like I think we and I think we gotta kind of as black people think about that and support the women as much as we support the men and not just support the women who are showing ass in every other video. So anyway, let's get back to it. But yeah, but with the rappers like E Forty, you know he raps about rental income and he said he literally in the in one of his lyrics he says something like, I you know you buy gold chains, I buy property, and I think that's a great transition of thought. Remember, wealth is a culture. And if your community has a wealth building culture, then your community will have wealth. So we're building a wealth building culture. So I'm very proud of that. So anyway, all right. So, all right. So anyway, hit the thumbs up button, hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button. If you haven't done it yet. And also um, a reminder, Dr. Alicia, Alicia and I are doing the black love weekend this weekend. We got a bunch of relationship experts coming through that can help you with all your relationships, not just your romantic relationships, but also uh, finding the right business partners, um, maintaining good relationships with your friends, dealing with toxic people, all that stuff. So we have real therapists coming through. It's totally free. Uh, Join us. The URL is on the screen. All right. So we talked about rental income and we were just in Atlanta this week. You and I looking at property. Looking at rental income. Looks like we found a couple of prospects. Yeah. We probably need to go back soon. Yeah, we're going to go back. Yeah. Yeah, I want to set up shop you know i had a good time i went down to the black house where uh, jay morris and his crew operate and um and i know a lot of um a lot of people in atlanta like the guy from wilding out was there and a few other people <laughs> that was interesting the kids like that yeah they wanted somebody yeah they, they, they want they want somebody imp- yeah. Yeah, they're not impressive people like me they're, they're impressive no. wild people on wilding out yeah. but yeah um and uh and and i know i wanted to get some property down there so the cool thing about rental property everybody is that if you rent, if you get buy property and rent it, then you can rent it out in a way where um, your your mortgage is being paid by the people that are renting the property. It's not fair, but it's the way that's the system, you know. So don't think like a renter. You know, you know, hustle to the top, be an owner, don't be a renter. All right, next. Uh, the, so we talked about earned income, profit income, interest income, dividend income, rental income. Well, wait, the, hold on. So we can check all those off. Um. Earned income. We're covering all okay, the bases. Let, let's go through the list. Earned income, check. That's me. That's you. Profit income, you check. 
best both of us. Both of us. Interesting come. Uh, that's that's what probably you. That's what's sucking. <laughs> that's I, both of, well, I mean, I've got a savings account, and I'm sure I've earned interest, but it's it, it's like enough to buy like you know a popsicle or something. Okay, that's um, both of us. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. Dividend income, boom. I got my dividend. I get that. my dividend. I get dividends every day on my cash app uh, for my stocks I own. Rental income, check. check. We got that. that. Okay, nice, nice. Next one, number six, capital gains. What? Okay, what's capital gains? Here's what capital gains are. Capital gains are when you buy something and it goes up in value. Like you buy a house and the house goes up from like 100000 to 150000 and we've had that. Ooh, we we you own, can check that one off. Yeah, we own we own you know the house and you know some other All stuff. All of our properties went up in yeah. value. Yeah, well Yay. we well we bought when we bought the place in Chicago. The lady said that it went up in like thirty forty thousand dollars in a month. I know. You know, and it's it's like yeah. So that's another big one, y'all. Um, you know, when you want to build wealth, the best way, the best way to rise up. You think about think about wealth like rising up on an elevator, right? And the best way to you know, so imagine if people measure you by how tall you are, right? Some people are seven feet tall, some people are five feet tall, some people are six feet tall, and everything in between. Well, you know, but then think, imagine if you were a short person, but you get on the elevator and the elevator just goes up, and you're the tallest person in the room because you were on the elevator, not because you were born tall, but because you just got in the right position. And when the elevator went up, you went up, your height went up. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Right. So capital gains is like an economic elevator. It's like something where you put your money in the right spot, then the value of the asset goes up, then your wealth just automatically rises like some biscuits in the oven. <laughs> Seriously. Just rising up. Bacon. Yeah. Cooking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, so it ain't about where you start off. It's where you, it's when you get that money. Where do you put it? You know, so if you put it in something like property, you buy that house for a hundred grand, a hundred and fifty grand, you know, and and you know, one year and then Five years later, that thing's worth two hundred fifty grand, and then they, and then you've made a hundred thousand dollars doing nothing, literally doing nothing. Like what a lot of people don't know, and I learned this as I got older. I didn't know it as a kid. Is that working is the hardest way in the world to make money? Yeah, yeah. I was talking. Hard. I was talking to my homeboy G yesterday when we were playing. You know, every every day we played our video games, and I, I talk stocks on my video game channel. Uh-huh. And um, and one thing I did tell him was I said, I said, man. I said, working really is like the last resort for what you do when you have no capital. I said, capitalism, to play the game of capitalism, you must have capital. And if you don't have capital, what happens is you become the capital. I said, so Mm -hmm. what happens is that for people that don't have capital that was given, like nobody left them a house, they don't have any stock, they don't have any businesses, that, that those forms of capital, then you become the capital. They sell themselves into slavery. Like, you know. Does and then I get, like, I know at work, I get like a, maybe like a 2.5% income raise. Yeah. Or then like I work real hard and I got, I got promoted and then it's just like a, a raise. <laughs> right. But I had to work for a long time to get that raise. Yeah. You'd be working like a whole year, give up a whole year, <laughs> a whole year of your life to get a, a 2% a, raise. But it's every month. The so 2%, it adds up. The 2% it's raise. 2%, but then it stays at 2% every year. But still, yeah. Yeah. And, it just... and, this, I mean, and, and when you compare that, I've I known business owners who tripled their revenue, who went yeah. from making, you know, 10000 a month to 30000 a month. Yeah. It doesn't change my lifestyle at all. Right. Right. So I, I really think overall, like, that's the key thing I want y'all to understand about capitalism is that 
if you can't find a way to get capital or 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 if you don't leave capital for your children Mm -hmm. then your only capital you have is human capital Mm -hmm. that's where you get into selling yourself into slavery like you you literally go to your boss and you say i don't have any assets that are going to make me money i don't have any houses that can i can rent i don't have any stocks that can make me money i don't have any businesses that can generate profit income so i'm gonna sell myself i'll become the capital just like 18 1802 when you were in slavery and you were Mm -hmm. capital you become capital now the only difference between slavery then and slavery now the main difference is back then massa sold you you know but now you sell yourself you are the massa but you are also the slave okay so one positive thing about working I'm mm-hmm. not going to say working is all bad, but one positive thing is that they do match my, um, invest my retirement account. That's good. So it's not like, it's just all like they do match. Well, that is true. I do like that. I mean, yeah. if you, if you have a, if you have a 401k plan or something, or a, a five, I guess for university, a 503b, um, is that it's right? T-I- we not, have I mean, T-I- I have TIAA. Yeah. Why well, say 503b? Is well, it? no, we have two. We have a 401k and we have a, another one so i can inv- i invest like 20 percent of my salary that's another thing like when you have like multiple streams of income you can maximize your investment somewhere else so i maximize my um my retirement account like whatever the mm-hmm. max is i think for me is 20 percent. like 15 percent is usually the standard but something happened where it's 20 percent. so 20 percent. like mm-hmm. i got a lot of money in my retirement account and your brilliant black professor daddy taught you to do that didn't he Mm-hmm. Yeah, your daddy is um such a such a wise man. I like okay. it. You can say that. Yeah. I never met your daddy, but I, I you know I he, invite. How come you never? I invited you to many places where he was. Yeah, no. And you did not come. I know. I met him at. I met. I met your daddy at his funeral. Oh, that was a sad. Yeah. Sad, tired day. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well, anyway. he, but he's listening from heaven. He's with us. He's with us. He's in right a here with form. Yes, okay. he is. All right. Okay. So next, next on the list, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, share button, subscribe button. Also, um, if you want to support the channel, actually, we do have a Patreon. You can go to intelligentblackpeople.com. There's like a lot of special perks and stuff like that. But if you want to support black media, help us grow, we would really appreciate that support. So intelligentblackpeople.com is the URL. All right. So next, next point. So we talked about the seven sources of income that millionaires have. And I'm going to give you an actual eighth. I'm going to give you an eighth one that they don't talk about. But uh, one earned income, profit income, interest income, dividend income, rental income, capital gains. So we checked everything. Now, seven is a tough one. They got royalty income, royalty income. Do you have any royalties? Oh, no. But you know what? I need to publish a book. You should. You should write a book. Oh, that's not going to be my summer project. You're going to write a book. You know know what? Last night when I was in the bed, I swear to God. I was listen. We were watching the great courses, and they were yes. talking about the um, medieval times and the Black Plague, and and um, and the Canterbury Tales, and these people that wrote these great books at that time. Uh-huh. And I thought about it, and I said, "Boys, you need to write your book." I, I've Is ri- that what came to you? I've, I've written books. I have books that are out there. Actually, drboysbooks.com is where my books are. If you want to go take a look, drboysbooks.com. But I yeah. Um, what are you gonna I, write about? You know what I want to do. I want to write. You you know how you have Hammurabi's code and stuff like that. Wait, what's Hammurabi's code? It's like some sort of code of. I gotta go look up like a judicial code, but I want to write a code, oh. a black economic code of conduct, like how ah. how families should train their children to um, operate 
when it comes oh. to the family business and in economic ethics so that you can um, do good business with other black people so that you can build prosperity so you can resolve disputes so that you can add value. Like, you know, the reason a lot of black wealth gets lost is because you got people out here acting a damn fool. You know, you got people out here that just don't don't respect nothing. Well, you know, the family business will be there. They'll come borrow money from mama, but won't never pay it back. I hate that. Like I, that, that right there, for example, is a card. No sin in my view. The people that borrow money from loved ones and then don't pay it back. Anybody ever go through that? Where you loan somebody money, they all nice and humble and 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 thank you, thank you, thank you. And then they say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pay you as soon as I get paid on Tuesday. And then Tuesday comes around, you can't find them. And then you, you call them three weeks later when they're supposed to have paid you back on the first. No, that person should have been calling you and saying, look, I don't have the money now. Here's what happened. I promise you, though, I've got this other thing happening and I'm going to make sure you get your money. Like, so I just think little basic things like that, like coming through for your loved ones or looking to your loved ones to build wealth with them instead of going out building wealth for those white folks like that's what we do like think about it you'll have families where they'll have four and nobody's talking about people who don't who are not educated or poor people i'm talking about i know middle class families with three or four really smart children who all have advanced degrees and one might be an engineer one might be a doctor one's a lawyer and not once do they think huh maybe we should take all this expertise all this human capital and apply it to our family empire instead they all separate they all scatter in the morning to go work for some white man and then they don't see each other for months you know sometimes because they they're so busy working for white folks and i'm like no like you should be working for yourself like build something in your family build that empire build that family kingdom i'm big on that i'm real big on that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know cuz i'm i'm telling you all my all my grandkids are going to be positioned to be multimillionaires we ain't playing, you know? So, so there you go. All right. So yes, so I am going to do that. And actually I did a lecture on it. It's at 100 year family plan.com. Uh-huh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um, the number 100, 100 year family plan.com. So feel free to go take a look. It's a free lecture. I put together on, a, um, put, put on creating a 100 year family plan for your family. So Levita says we should write the book. So if Levita says write it, then shit, I'm gonna write it. All right. But yes, yeah, so for royalty income, we got to work on that one, but I do make money from my books. And since I am the publisher of my books, I guess that would count as royalty. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, that could, you don't get royalties from any, anywhere else no i don't i don't sell my stuff like i don't like a lot of people in my position when they would write books they try to get like simon and schuster to oh. give them a book deal and all that i never did that like what I never... about um youtube um that could count is that royalty i i think so i think it's in the same category okay yeah so i i do you know so yeah because you don't work for youtube no i don't we just do our content, whatever. Put a whole bunch of content on YouTube. Yeah. So there we go. Okay. okay. So so that's the key idea, guys. You know, the seven um, sources of income uh, that every millionaire should have, even if you're not a millionaire, um, the best way to become one is to start acting like one. And uh, so everybody type the word millionaire in the chat if you get what I'm saying. Everybody type the word millionaire right now. And I'll, as you hit the thumbs up button, please type the word millionaire in the chat to let me know that we're on the same wavelength. Okay. All right. So, so what's your addition? What are you okay. adding to the list? Number eight. Um, this is a bonus. Um, drum roll, please. Uh, actually, uh, stock option income. I have made oh. like a baby fortune selling stock options. That has been um, awesome, and it is. It makes me very happy and proud because that's one of the areas where I believe my PhD really came in handy. Because I remember I wasn't an expert on stock options. Like I never wrote a research paper on it or anything like that because that wasn't my area of expertise. 
But, you know, when you get a PhD and this stuff, you got to learn a little bit of everything, you know. And so I learned a lot about options. I read research papers on it and all that. And I so I learned the methodology to select stocks that um, that have certain features that where I could sell the options every month mm-hmm. and have to design a portfolio. You and I have been talking about that a lot because I was so excited about it. I was talking to you about it almost every day and talking a year off about it, just really talking to you and explaining it to you to kind of you know, make, just work through work, process the methodology to make sure it was, it worked. Cause it, it just seemed too easy. And mm-hmm. uh, I've been doing it for over a year and it's been awesome. And so, um, basically guys, what it is, is that, you know, you have all these people on Reddit and everything else where they're all buying options on companies like GameStop and, mm-hmm. and AMC and all that. Well, they're buying, they're not buying the stock. Many of them are buying the options. Mm-hmm. In order for an option to be bought, somebody has to be selling it to you. So basically, and, and, but to sell an option, you have to own the stock. You have to either own it or borrow it from somebody. I don't borrow it. I just own it. So think of it like, you know, in order for me to sell eggs, you know, I got to own, own the chicken. I, I got to have access to a chicken. In order for me to sell eggs, I must have access. I must either own it or borrow it from somebody else, right? So I will buy the chickens to sell the eggs. When when option when everybody wants to buy these options, was it what's happened is I believe that they're overbidding on the price, like they're pushing the price up because they all want to buy it because they're not they're not um, they're what you call irrational investors or uninformed investors. So they're not really thinking about the, the what the price should be. They're just thinking I want to buy options on GameStop because I, I I think I could make some quick money. And then if they don't make any money, they just they walk away and they don't care. Like so, people like that they have that that Reddit mindset. Like I don't care if I make money or not. Those are wonderful people because those they're contributing to the pockets of people who do care if they make money or not. Like I'm an investor. I ain't out there trying to lose money. I'm not trying to get my money away. This is my family wealth. I'm trying to build. So if you out here just willy-nilly, if you're out here gambling, like so people, when people use gambling terminology to talk about investing and you're out here gambling, cool. Every time you're out here gambling and just throwing money out there, there's somebody on the other side who's taking that money in. Okay. I have, I have, want to add something to the list. Yes, go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> not to not to champion employment, but there's other ways where you can be employed that you can make extra income that's not necessarily your salary. Mm. So I know of people who get bonuses. Bonuses for what? You get quarterly bonuses. I know people who get quarterly bonuses and based on your performance, mm. you get like extra money and you can make good money on your bonus so it's like if you go above and beyond if you're billing hours and you're doing really well you can get bonus money Mm. every quarter which is nice Mm -hmm. it is um i know people who um are employed Mm -hmm. and what they do is it'll be a company that hasn't ipo'd or maybe they have ipo'd sometimes in addition to the salary they'll get stock options you in know? the company. Yeah. So I just came up with two on my own. Well, you know what? I, I, Different I, ways to make money. I, and I think those, I think that your points are are just right on, right, spot on. Okay. Spot on, baby. So I don't want to, like, throw employment down the toilet. I think that mm-hmm. you should just, like, be employed if you need to. Like, I don't think I would have, like, quit all my jobs and then started, like, an entrepreneurship business. Like, I have a mortgage. I have three children here. I have, like, all these responsibilities. So, like, that would be a selfish and not fair for my kids to do that. Mm. Or for just my responsibilities in general. So, I worked real hard, you know, making, 
you know, income, but I also did stuff on the side. Like my grandpa used to say, don't let your main job be your only source of income. That's what he used to tell us. Uh, look at you. You got that, that just long line of just amazing black men and women that have influenced you through the years. I think that's great. And, yeah. I, and I think that everything you said is 100% on point. Um, <laughs> you know, it's there's, there's having no, a job is not well, all the, bad. No, there's no shame. <laughs> like, I, I always tell people, if you, li- if you like your job, like, if you feel like that's the best choice for you, uh-huh. then do it. Like, I, I, my thing is, always have options for yourself Oh yeah. so that if you hate the job, you've got a place to go. And also um, I like what you said about having a side hustle. Um, you said, like your granddaddy said, don't let your main job be your only job or your only income. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and that's true. You shouldn't get all your income from one source in finance. We call that um, being under diversified. Uh, you're, you're in a high risk position. Like people talk about jobs being secure. Like I feel secure because I have a job. You're not secure if that's your only source of income. Mm-hmm. Cause if they take, as soon as they take that, that financial crack pipe away you're gonna start starving to death and it's, it's gonna be terrible for you mm-hmm. so um so by the way actually uh the black wealth boot camp focuses specifically on that like getting off the corporate plantation not mm-hmm. so much to where you quit your job but reducing your dependence meaning, right right like just kind of find you know other outlets like so for example um and this is why like things like relationships matter the fact that we're a couple makes it easier on both of us because we can back each other up you That's know, right. like if I if I go destitute, you know, you you, you I know you're going to have if my you bottom out voice. I got you. Yeah. And same thing. If you bottom out, I got you. So even even your relationships <clears throat> play a big part in your economic outcome. So I don't want you guys to underestimate the importance of relationships when in the in your whole wealth building journey and all that stuff. And actually, speaking of that, um, this weekend, we're doing the Black Love Weekend. And um, that was, uh, I don't know if it was your idea or mine, but we're both doing it and we're bringing in experts that uh, are really good with relationships like Dr. George James and Dr. Adrian. I don't have his last name. Uh, S.T. Brown. Is it Carter? Uh, Adrian Carter. Yeah. It's Carter, there's, And yeah. then there's also Constance Carter. Carter. <laughs> Constance. Not, Constance. not related at all. Constance is the uh, largest, uh, she owns the largest black real estate firm in all of California and she's a bad sister. Uh-huh. And, um, and then Dr. Adrian Carter is really smart. Mm-hmm. And um and you have um oh far is it charm farm Doctor Charm Doctor Charm, Dr. Charm yeah. yes oh Doctor Charm is the best yeah mm-hmm. and and I I think that that's really I, I like the idea of doing the weekend it's totally free by the way and we we start Saturday morning April tenth so join us um is that you know I I emphasize to people that we're not just talking about like you know who you hook up with to get some booty or or, or just you know who you marry and all that like that's part of it. But we're really talking about just your ability to relate to other human beings so you can form healthy situations that help everybody become better off. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like if you have a click, uh, you know, like we were talking about sugar tea today and, you know, and I had the conversation with her E40 sister. We talked yesterday and think about this. This is interesting. I, I love applying finance to different real life scenarios. So remember, sugar tea. Um, the, you know, I didn't know her as a businesswoman that she is now. I knew her when she rapped with her brother E40. And they had a group, and the group was called what? The Click, right? It was like the group that I'm with, the Click, Shiggity Shack, legit, family oriented, gang related. It's the shit. Now, what is he saying in that lyric? Uh, oh my God, this is so much fun. I love when I see examples like this. I see, I see wealth everywhere. What he's really saying is that we have a a group. We've come together as a collective which will allow all of us to have a greater opportunity to succeed, mm-hmm. right? And animals understand. That's why animals run in herds and packs. 
Because when you're in a herd, when you're in a pack, when you can maintain in this relationships, you can't be a click if you can't maintain relationships with each other. You know, so so he said family orientated, gang related. Right. So what he's saying is we have a family. We got a gang. We're going to succeed as a collective. We have each other's back. If you're struggling, I'm there for you. If I'm struggling, you're there for me. And in order for that to work, though, you must be able to maintain relationships. So that's why we're doing the Black Love Weekend. Do you get what I'm saying? I hope give me a yes in the chat if you get what I'm saying, um, because uh, I'm really I really want you all to understand that a lot of the stuff that you think is all based on you know 401ks and and mutual funds and and understanding you know volatility of stocks and, and annual reports. A lot of it really comes down to your ability to just get along with other people. So that way you help each other out. Like, you know, I learned that I can get so much more done when I get past this whole rugged individualism nonsense that that was taught to us by white supremacy. This whole, like, I'm going to do it all by myself. I don't need nobody's help because I'm the best. I'm the greatest. No, get with a group. If you really want to be the greatest, get find your clique. Who helped you out, boys? Who helped me out? Well, you helped me out. I help you out. Yes, okay. you, you supplement me because... In a lot of ways, but one of which is like, I know my flaws, like, like earlier when, when you were correcting me, you were like, well, you know, one of the things I'm going to do to defend having a job is da, 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 da. And you come in with your soft little voice, your sexy little self, and you, you add a softer side to who I am. Like, I know I'm, I'm the warrior. I'm, I'm definitely all King, you know, I'm all like renegade, right? I've been like that my whole life. And sometimes I can turn people off. And I know this, like, I know this about myself. I know that. Um, there's a reason why there's, uh, you know, for every for every million people that love me, there's a million and one that, that can't stand my black black ass. So when you're here, it balances me. Well, I mean, it's just like you don't want to say like ha- being employed is not all bad, you know, like nothing is all bad. So I just wanted mm. to tease out like the things you said was very poignant. It was very accurate. But like to paint something as 100 percent bad and 100 percent good this way. You know, it's all shades of gray to me. I think that's a great point. I don't hate anything. <laughs> you know what? And that's a great point. Yeah. So, so yeah. So you back me up. Um, mm-hmm. And also just my team. Like when you pick a team for like your business and stuff like that, um, delegation is really important. You don't, mm-hmm. you know, like you can't do every single job, you know, and you get people that are good at the things you're not good at. So you get all the bases covered. So I love good partnerships. Even good at things or can do things that you just don't have time to do. You are good at it, mm-hmm. but you don't have time to do it. Yeah, so either you don't have time to do it, or you just can't do it that well. Or it would take mm-hmm. you years to learn how to become good at something, but somebody else is good at it already. So then what that does is that makes you stronger. So a lot of people lose, I think, because they, they, they're trying to do it all by themselves. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I had to force myself to learn how to delegate, learn how to be a better team player, so that I can empower my teammates to well, lighten the load on me. You know, because I mean, you don't want to work yourself into the ground. So anyway, let me. <clears throat> I, I thought you were gonna mention your brother too. Oh hell yeah, my brother. Oh, okay. shit, my brother. That goes without saying. I guess. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Lawrence, Lawrence. You gonna do a song yes, for him? That's my homie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let me uh, answer a couple questions. By the way, the Black Love Weekend is gonna be this weekend. This is where we talk all about relationships. You know, you and your friends dealing with toxic people building empires together, all this stuff. So um, join us. It's totally free. It's going to be online, um, so you don't have to go anywhere. So there's no, uh, so Shanetta, it's not going to be at any physical location. It's virtual. 
And uh, that way you can join us from anywhere in the world. So go register right now at theblackloveweekend.com. And uh, AJ's asking, do you, have you considered designing a course for people that are being one outside the U.S.? I think that's a good good idea. You know what? I'm going to send an email right now to one of my team members and ask them if they can uh, remind me to put something like that together because you're 100% correct. Because um, I know we got people. Remember London? Black, like <laughs> we went to London. Those wonderful black people in London. They're so great. Oh, I love Black London. Little Taylor did her dance and they cheered for her. <laughs> I, I love I love my black people in London. Oh my yeah. god, they I mean they're, they're just like near the top of my list. Um, let me see here. Uh, so Kiev says you definitely add your queendom to his kingdom. That mm. is true. Um, Prince Lahad said everybody can't be owners, and that's not true. Actually, everybody can be owners. That yeah, what that, that that's a, let's address that. Um, it's important to understand that everybody can be owners because being an owner does not mean you need to own everything. You know, if you own part of the business, that don't mean you own the whole damn thing, you know, or, you know, so if you go, if everybody wants to be an owner, I'm going to show you how to become an owner in the next 10 minutes. It, 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 or you, you want me to show you how to become a, a business owner in the next 10 minutes? Give me a yes or no in the chat. If you want me to show you a little magic trick. Did he mean how, business owner? He said everybody can't be an owner. Okay. So an, an owner doesn't that. mean you're the owner. It means you're an owner. Oh. So let me give you a little trick. Give me a yes if you want me to show you a little trick on how everybody can be a business owner. Your kids too in the next 10 minutes. Ready? All right. Here's what you here's what I want you to do. I want you to um download one of these apps, Cash App, Stash, Acorns, Robinhood, or one of those four. Mm-hmm. Or or one or one of the or any app that you have. And I want you to go in there and I want you to buy ten dollars worth of stock if you buy ten dollars worth of stock you become an owner in that company you become a part owner in that company mm-hmm. like literally like you really are if you look up the definition of what it means to be a stock owner you are an owner in that company when that company cannot make decisions without asking your permission like if you if i'm an owner in ford like if i decide i want like i was in line with coco um our 13 year old at uh, starbucks mm-hmm. and i was trying to explain stock ownership to her and i said you know, we could become owners in Starbucks in the next three minutes while we're in the drive-thru line. You want to you want to own Starbucks? Mm-hmm. She said, no, you can't. I said, yeah, <laughs> look, let me show you. I said, look, let's go on my app. I opened up the app. I said, Starbucks stock is trading for whatever it was trading for. I said, let's buy five shares of Starbucks. And I did it. I hit the app. We owned it. I said, boom. Now we're owners in Starbucks. So now when we get your drink, you're going to get a piece of that profit that comes from my, the drink we just bought. It's it's tiny. It's not a big number, mm-hmm. but you're, yes, you are an owner. And she was like, she kind of laughed. She kind of smiled. Like I, I was happy because I impressed the 13 year old, 13 year olds are hard as hell to impress. They really are. They, they really they ain't impressed with nothing. They're brutally honest. I like it. Oh my God. It's too brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Abusively brutal. So yeah. So everybody, uh, give me a yes in the chat. If you can promise me one thing, promise me that today, if you're not an owner, you will become an owner in in something. You will get on your stock app and buy you ten dollars, five dollars, twenty dollars worth of stock. If you already an owner, you'll become a bigger owner. Type yes in the chat. Uh, this conversation is not beneficial if it does not get followed by action. So I want you to just do a little action, just do something a little different. Shift the culture in your household. Then go talk to somebody about what you learned today. Talk to somebody about how you grew today, and then pat yourself on the back. You deserve it. Yeah. How many? I wonder how many people got all seven. Oh wait. All seven, and then we added a, several. The eighth stock option. The eighth, go. and then yeah. mine, 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 mm, too. I yes. added to the list. Yes, you did. So I wonder how many people got, like, I don't know. Eight, I don't know. Seven. I don't know. You got to take a look. You got to make moves to get yes, to seven. Yes. But the thing is, I can't make, I, I can't, it's hard to do it all by myself. 
like me and you together. That's why you we're better together. Like yeah. me and you together, we can cover all the bases. Yeah. Well, you, you know, don't have to cover all the bases on your own. Well, you cover know, it together. I got a black woman by my side, which means <laughs> that I cannot fail. That's right. <laughs> Unless I was to pick the wrong black woman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because you can't. Everybody ain't gonna help you succeed. You gotta be able to discern. But mm-hmm. but actually speaking on that, that's what we're gonna talk about at the Black Love Weekend this weekend. So I hope you guys will join us. Uh, you can go register right after we're done. Theblackloveweekend.com. The URL's right there on the screen. So uh, do you have any final thoughts you want to share before we bounce out, babe? My final thoughts. Um, thank you for bring putting this list out. Yeah, I didn't know what was on it, and I had no idea that um, I'm better than I thought. Like I was like, ooh, seven? What? What is that? You know, I'm I'm better than I thought I was. So I appreciate. Well, you that. had smart parents. They they didn't know that they were training you to be an investor early, but they were when mm-hmm. they got you know, like when your mama had you in the library instead of running the streets. You know, <laughs> uh, that was an investment. She was teaching you to invest in your future through education. Your father, when you first got your first job, your father um um it was the one who told you to max out your 401k and buy a house as soon as possible i remember you telling me that that was your father telling you to be an investor mm-hmm. and if you remember a lot of your money got made when the stock market crashed because you and the thing about it is you didn't even really think much about it because you don't think about money but you jumped in into your 401k right when the market was at its lowest mm-hmm. so when the market recovered you made a lot of money that way so so it's like little things like that that make the difference you know it's like just you know when you talk to your kids you ain't got to be no expert everybody don't don't think you got to have a PhD. I mean, yeah, I got a PhD in it and I appreciate having it, but you don't have to have all that. You just got to have a good culture, a productive, positive culture that's going to make yourselves better. So uh, that's really it. That's what it is. So um, I think somebody was asking, um, are there any stock market streaming apps available? Um, you know what? I got to look it up, but I, I, I know apps to buy stock. I don't know about streaming um, the market. Uh, I got to look and see what's what's out there. Uh, can I buy stock options on apps? I'm out. Yes, you can. Uh, thoughts about purchasing IPOs? I don't really do it. Um, that's not my thing. Nina says they're supposed to be sound because I don't hear ish. Uh, I think Nina's sound might be out, so I'm sorry, Nina. But if her sound is out, she probably didn't even hear my response. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> God, everybody pray for Nina. <laughs> Tell Nina. Do do my daughter Ross cousin Nina. Mr. Mina, <laughs> Body Bleeder, E-40. See, I'm just quoting E-40 all oh, day. 90s rap music. Thank you, boys. Yeah, well, you know, I talked to Sugar T yesterday, his sister. Like, that's that's pretty cool. Well, when are you going to talk to E-40? E-40 did he, did E-40 she E-40 ask her to hook to you up with E-40? That's no, no, I do not want to. No, I want to. You don't want to fan no, out, boys. No, I want to talk to Sugar T. I'm friends with Ice Cube. I'm friends with enough rappers. But I want to talk to Sugar T because she made a good point that the women got left behind, you know, from the 90s. She said, we were off having the babies and we were, um, you know, and, and they replaced us with the younger women, with the Cardi B's and the, uh, whatever that lady, the Nicki Minaj's and uh, Megan the Stallions. And there are some older women that, you know, they can really do the damn thing. And I, I personally just think as black people, I think that's a way we can show respect and support to black women without hurting anybody. So you never asked her, hook me up with your brother. No, I did not. That's your favorite rapper. Seem like like he, if if my favorite okay my favorite artist Sade, if Sade's cousin reached out to me, I would the very first words out of my mouth was hook me up with Sade. 
And I wouldn't do that because why not? She's because because to me, marvelous. right? I agree. Shade is marvelous, but sometimes I think we overvalue celebrities. And I didn't want to talk to E Forty. I want to talk to Sugar T. You know, she's the one that reached out, and I was happy to speak to her. And I don't want to disrespect her by being like, "Oh, could you, could you move out of the way so I can talk to your brother?" Like, no. And well, I don't think you have to say it like that. No, you can say you it know. in a way like, "Yeah, wow, well, you know, your you and your brother." That's one of my great favorite songs. I would love to talk to your brother i mean if you said it in a sophisticated way i don't think no. she'd be insulted. you know what um but maybe not no you yeah, also say at, at the end of the day you know i i want to respect the person i'm talking to you know i ain't trying to be chasing down no celebrities but i love e40 i think e40 is great he's very talented he has a lot of wisdom but he ain't the only person in the world that has wisdom and what people forget is that it behind every flashy celebrity out front there's a hundred people behind that person that made their success possible. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just like even with me, like I'm, I have a certain amount of success, but there are people behind me that, you know, really carried a lot of that load. And I, and I think those people deserve to be respected. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so, but, but I don't, I, I didn't but don't get that. me wrong. Yeah. E40, I mean, anybody knows E40, you know, I know a lot of people in the Bay. I have a lot of, a lot of support in the Bay. Every time I go out there, we sell out. Um, if anybody knows E40, I'm sure somebody in here knows somebody who knows somebody. Tell him he is absolutely invited to come on the platform. This is not me saying. Okay. So you're putting like a big announcement out, but you were just talking to his sister yesterday. Yeah, but I like anyway. To, yeah, him, say him you're you're invited. Oh, and you know, and, and you know, but you know who my real favorite Bay Area rapper? I know, is I know. Who's my favorite Bay Area rapper? Of all who time? is it, boys? It, uh, you've been knowing it since the nineties. Who? Wait, who is it? Spice One. Oh, Spice One. Yeah, Spice One. Oh my goodness, the greatest poet of all time. I, I mean, know. I'm gonna listen to a Spice One song today. Yeah, that music was pretty violent, but that man was a poet. Anyway, Spice I'm gonna get out of here, guys. I gotta go. Have a good day. Okay, Malibu, Kansas, Tupac. Yeah, Tupac. Well, Tupac, I guess he does have Bay affiliations. I guess he's a... Guess oh, he Tupac's all over the place, right? Yeah, he thought he rapped about um, Tupac in the uh, Sprinkle Me song he did with Sugar T. Just going, everything's going full circle. Remember he said, got a partner by the name of Tupacalist. Anybody uh-huh. know that? See, you got to like be old school rap to know that one. Anyway, I got to go. Let me just stop. I'm, 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 I'm going into all kinds of tangents. Mac Dre, oh my God, Mac Dre's another one. Have you heard Mac Dre? Who's Mac Dre? I'm going to play a Mac Dre song for you because you got to hear Mac Dre. See, so we started off talking about all the ways to become a millionaire. Now we're talking about Bay Area rappers. So that just shows you my ADHD was never cured. So I'm out of here, guys. Hit the thumbs up button, share button, subscribe button. And also uh, the Black Love Weekend is happening uh, Saturday morning. Join us. You won't be disappointed. Uh, bring your partner if you got a partner. If you don't have a partner, then bring yourself so we can tell you about how to find the right partners in business and life and everything in between. So God bless you. Have a good day. Thank you for listening. Please hit the thumbs up button on your way out the door. Uh, You'll hear from me again real soon. Take care. Peace.